Jijinendra, welcome to Adults Class 2, Practical Applications of Jainism. Let's start with the Nokar Mantra. Namo Arihantanam, Namo Sittanam, Namo Ayariyanam, Namo Ujjayanam, Vaisabhsahunam, Esu Panchadimokaru, Sablapavapanasuno, Mangalalancha Savaising, Paramam Havei Mangalam. They say the most precious thing in the universe is time. So today I am giving it to you as a gift. <laughs> so I'm always torn between using precious class time to work on goal setting. Hi, come on in. But then I think about it and I'm like, well, when are you going to do this? Never. You're never going to do this. So now is the time to do this. Uh, if you don't have these documents or you lose these documents, you can find them on jainismforeveryone.com under the documents tab. So today I'm giving you an hour to figure out where your life is going. When was the last time you spent five minutes thinking about what, what, where your life was going? Chances are you haven't spent five minutes. So today I'm giving you the gift of an hour with no, no kids, no distractions. It's just you versus the raw reality of your life. And thinking about how, how, you, how you think your life is going. And for a lot of people, that's uncomfortable. So if we look at the first, um, first page, the uh, let's start with goal setting first. Thank you. So as you can see, on the left side, we have personal goals, professional goals, spiritual goals, physical goals, mental goals, and family goals. There's not that much room. There's only two spaces to write underneath. Because if you fill out one, two, three, four, five, six, six times two, 12, if you fill out 12, it's too much, okay? Uh, you can't fill out, you just have to have a couple of them each. Uh, Sandeep, I have something for you. Anonymous donation for the uh, lunch. Oh. Yeah. Oh, right. So we want to make sure that the goals for our life are specific, measurable, achievable, resourced, and time-bound, that they're SMART goals. Uh, if they're not SMART goals, then you'll be more likely to fail them. So the reason we want to make sure they're SMART goals is because we want you to accomplish these goals. Uh, a lot of you are returning to do this multiple times. Has anybody achieved a goal that they wrote down one day? Last, last time we did it. Yeah? I achieved one of them. That's great. So. You're probably doing better than most people if you achieved one of them. Yeah. And uh, you can you share which one it was? Uh, it was health, so um, losing a weight. That was the one. That's great. So mainly for me, start working out because I right. did work it out. Before. Right. It has become a constant thing now. Well, that's great. I'm very happy about that. So uh, if we talk about, let's use that example, losing weight, right? It can't, the goal can't be losing weight because it's not specific. So the goal, so that tells us that our goal needs to be, oh, lose five pounds, okay? Losing weight, it is measurable, okay? So that's good right there. So something that wouldn't be measurable is 
I want to be more happy. That's mm. my goal. Well, you can't measure that, so it's not a smart goal. You have to try to try to make a sub goal or something like that. It has to be achievable. All right, so we can't lose thirty pounds in thirty days. Okay, it's not achievable for us. It has to be resourced. Do you have all the resources you need to lose weight? Do you have the scale to measure it? Do you have the uh, proper food in your house, things like that. And it has to be time bound. That is, it can't just be to lose five pounds at some time, right? It has to be, I want to lose five pounds in six months. And that's achievable and I can measure that and I have what I need to do that. Uh -huh. So that's what we mean by SMART goals. One thing I learned from last time exercise is keeping your goals smaller than uh, trying to achieve the bigger thing and not, you know, being disappointed on that, that you cannot achieve it. So if you do smaller group, a uh, smaller goal, you can have a tier, right? Okay, by this time this, by this time this, rather than just focusing on the main goal. So if it's broken out, you feel encouraged that, hey, I can do this, now I can do this. So yeah. that helped me a lot last time. Smaller, let's create big victories. So there's a book called uh, Atomic Habits. I don't know if anybody has heard about this book or it's a, it's a book that I would highly, highly recommend. And it's essentially talks about how our true identities are formed by the daily activities and things that we do. Right. And not one time inspirational things that we do because inspiration is perishable. Right. Right. But your daily habits are not. Right. And your true identity is formed by that and how you can basically get rid of bad habits and how you can bring in good habits in your day-to-day -day life. So, so it's a book that I highly recommend. And it, it goes to, it essentially drives towards goals. Right? And it, it ties to the point that you just raised. A small, pick up small, small things and that will lead to your, you know, it will compound over a period of time to create the big thing. Come on in. Today I have a gift for you. It's paperwork. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. It's more valuable than paperwork. It's one hour to think about your life and where your life is headed. So we're going to fill out these, these forms today about us. Um, you don't have to fill out all of them. That's what you can Right. Um, so we're going to talk about personal goals, professional goals, spiritual goals, physical goals, mental goals, and family goals. How is spiritual goals different from mental goals? Mm. I ended a spiritual goal as to learn like a sutra for you, like to do like the bit uh, more samaic, you know, on your own. And then mental goal would be like at least do meditation. Right. Great. Great difference. Is it necessary to have all the goals? No. Um, in fact, you shouldn't have. Even five might be too much. Yeah. So you should just think about what you want and, and write them down. You can write down ten, right? Just to, as a brainstorming activity. But just focus on this is for probably the next five to six months before we do it again. So focus on, so if you write down ten, focus on one or two that you can accomplish in the next five or six months before we do it again. Thanks to everybody joining us online. Uh, you can get the documents at jainismforeveryone.com under the documents tab. It's all we're doing this hour. So print out the document, go get it from your printer, um, sit down and fill it out. You don't have to talk, we don't have to talk. 
This is all we're doing. You folded up your piece of paper. You can unfold it. This is all we're doing for this hour. Is thinking about your life. And are you where you need to be? And where do you want to be? And what does it take to get there? And it's scary at first because you live your life in a constant state of distraction. That even having some silence for a little while in this group might be uncomfortable for you. Or maybe you never had to hold yourself accountable for anything. Maybe you spend your life accomplishing other people's goals. Maybe you spend your life accomplishing your boss's goals, your company's goals, your family's goals, and never your own goals. What's a personal goal? How is a personal goal different from a physical goal or a family goal? Self-care could be a personal goal. Right. Take better care of yourself, maybe establish a morning routine, right? <laughs> or get out of your comfort zone, or socialize, or whatever. Right. But that can be some overlap. Seems they can be, course. yeah. Like, for example, I'm not even, I'm not seeing the physical goals in the personal goal. I wrote lose 10 pounds in three months. Okay. But that, that to your point, that's actually more of a physical goal. Yeah. Exactly. But this is actually very, very powerful. You know, when you write something this something like this down, you put it and this is the first thing you see in the morning and the last thing that you see before going to sleep. It really for some reason I personally experienced it that it works. Like something in your subconscious mind sits and it starts working with you to make this happen. Right. And that's one of the rules. There's a lot of rules to using this thing. And one of the rules is, if you don't accomplish anything, if you don't accomplish any one of these goals, don't feel bad. Because you accomplish something just by writing them down. Just by spending an hour here and thinking about your life and writing them down, you accomplished actually quite a bit because the first step is always the hardest. And I know some of you, have done this a couple times and maybe have not achieved any of the goals that you set down. Well, then first make them smaller. <laughs> and then second, uh, don't feel bad about it. Um, because you just keep keep writing down the same goals that you have and keep working towards them. But putting like a time helps a lot because then you are more dedicated. You know, <laughs> this is yeah. your deadline, right? So just saying, I'll do something yeah, it doesn't work. It, it, I agree. You just kind of keep trying to push it then. <laughs> Maybe use your calendar on your phone. Get your phone out because that's going to help you along with these goals. Set a reminder for whenever you have it for um, time bound, you know, set your reminder, set up like monthly reminders until the end of six months. Like, am I working on this goal? Hey, how you doing? And so that's the most important thing. Don't feel bad about not accomplishing anything because you actually did accomplish something just by writing your goals down today. What kind of fun copy? <laughs> I was just trying to figure out, should they be realistic or not? <laughs> I have one. 
I had people in the past that actually in in the spirit of copying they actually copied the name also. <laughs> and another thing to do, you brought up a great point, is that this is a physical application of mindfulness. That is, what is a post-it note but a, an avenue of mindfulness? If you put this on your fridge, you can look at it every day and you can be like, oh yeah, I'm working towards those goals. It will help you make decisions with those goals in mind, just like a mantra, right? A mantra is not magic, okay? If you say five things at the beginning of every day, for example, let's say you say, I want to be a millionaire, and you say it five times in the morning every day, it will come true, not because of magic, okay? It doesn't work because of magic. It works because you make decisions based on what you said at the beginning because you reminded yourself that that's your goal. So at the end of the day, when you're tired and you want to go home, you'll go to that networking meeting instead, okay? So at the end of the day, when you want to have a safe investment, you'll make a riskier investment instead because you said, I want to be a millionaire five times every morning and you can't help but remember that because guess what? You have to say it again to yourself tomorrow. So it makes you make decisions differently. That's how mantras work. That's why mantras work. Yeah, uh, just to share an example. So my wife, uh, she used this sheet uh, from last year and, and she stuck that on her closet nice. door. And she'll make me stand with her every weekend and she's like, okay, I was accomplished this, how can you help me? And she did a pretty good job following through. I didn't do a good job, although <laughs> I brought this to her. But it's just a reminding thing. Exactly. Right. And uh, yeah, she, she did good. I don't think she has said something for this year, so I'm going to take a copy for her. <laughs> no, I yeah. Because a lot of my goals are tied to other people. Like my happiness is so much tied to my husband and my kids. So I have to get in buy, buy in from them. To increase our happiness together. It was like one of her goals was, you know, this family trip. And she's like, when are we booking this? Because that's on her goal. But mm -hmm. I'm supposed to book for her, right? So uh, <laughs> she will... Uh, for her, a checkbox. For yeah. her, she did it. She, she did it, right? <laughs> she will make sure Yeah. I think you make a good point because I think the whole network... To, to, in order to achieve these goals, it's important to have a network of people who are signed up in the similar spot. They might be shooting for a different goal than you, but you can inspire each other to, and basically push each other to achieve the goal. Right? To have that network is so important. You are accountable. You will account people accountable. Exactly. If you write it down, you are holding accountable to yourself. Exactly. Well, Deepak not, has not joined today, but he's in our class. So one of the things that whenever we see each other, we'll remind each other about the will that I'm supposed to get it done. Right. I think there are a lot of people in that boat. And every time, like this morning, he saw me, he's like, oh, she wants the status. And I'm like... By the way, but, I have a contact if anyone wants it. I just... I, I think I have a contact that I would yeah, you know, take the next step. But at, at some point, you're like, hey, I have to answer to this guy. Yeah, I better do it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Thank you to everybody joining us online. Today, we're 
filling out this goal sheet and spiritual regimen sheet, you can find it online at jainismforeveryone.com. Under the documents tab, print it out. That's all we're doing for an hour. Uh, respectfully, I think that basing your happiness on your family and your children is a mistake. I think that it's out of your control. By doing that, you are introducing kashayas into your life. So I maybe a nice goal for you is to kind of um, get away from basing your happiness on other people's happiness. So elaborate a little bit on that. Yeah. How do I separate them? So we always want not want to base our happiness on things out of our control. And other people's actions are out of your control, including that in your children. So if you base your happiness on their actions, then if they some do something that you don't like and you get angry, you suffer the consequences of getting angry and they caused it, right? Mm. Actually, you caused it, but um, you suffer the consequences of reacting to them, which is not what you want to do, yeah. right? You want to only suffer the consequences of your own actions, things, and you want to limit those to things you can control. So if you put down that you're going to go to the gym three times a week, right? Mm -hmm. And then your child says, oh, well, I have this. So you don't go, right? Mm -hmm. So you're trying to help someone, but you feel penalized by that because you didn't want to achieve your goal. Right. And two, do something for yourself and do it. Mm -hmm. So you do have to sometimes separate saying that, hey, you told me at the last minute I can't do this. I'm going to the gym. When I come back, I'll try to. And then it automatically sets a format forward. So your priority means because we sacrifice priorities. Yeah, we always sacrifice for our kids. But well, no, but it's not only for our kids. You know, we sacrifice for a lot of kids. Right? But we think we sacrifice. There's no appreciation on the other side for that sacrifice. They expect right. that. Right. So setting the expectation is part of doing that. I mean, in this group, I'll give you an example. Like we used to have, uh, we used to say a no karate every every day, and we would hold each other accountable. And it wasn't really accountable, but we had a WhatsApp group, yeah. and you know, one say one would say done, or they would put you know a, you know an icon up, right? And automatically it would remind someone else that shoot, I got to go do this too. And all all of a sudden you see like five other people you know, ping in, you know? And it wasn't like we were saying, oh, Koshiki, you didn't do it today, you know? All we said is we did it, right? Yeah, it was all, it was about that we did it, right? Mm -hmm. And then there were people that were like, hey, I couldn't do it yesterday, I did two today, like whatever, right? That's the, but it was allowed, I, I feel like gym is a very good accountability thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you have someone outside that can support you in doing that, yep. it allows you to do it outside of your family. Uh, I think great example. It worked out very well for about eight, nine months. We did that. Yeah, it was probably close to a year that we got yeah, it. We did that and very religiously, bit of a peer pressure thing as well, right? Yeah. Shoot, I'm going to see this guy on Sunday. You know? <laughs> Are you saying that then this sheet is mainly your personal goal? Because if you say family goals and you write down, I want to take a family trip, but then you don't have a, a buy-in from your husband, Saying that I don't want to go on a trip, you then a, what is that? You make a That's trip not a family goal. With the, right. You should make a family goal in conjunction with your family. Get their buy-in first before you write it down, right? It doesn't even have to be a family trip. It could be like, like one of mine. I, I just looked it up from 2020. Was I'm going to have lunch with my kids? I'm going to go to their school and have lunch because they were smaller then, so they allowed you to go for lunch once a week, right? 
So after I did that, like for three or four weeks, my daughter's like, Dad, it's okay if you don't come. But if your daughter just want her goals, like to get to the family trip first, like I have put it down, take a walk with my spouse at least twice a week. You know, start with a smaller thing that is achievable, it's doable. There will probably be less pushback on that. And then you slowly move towards the bigger goal of taking a family trip down the line. Okay, for me, I'm very phone addicted, right? So for me, I've put like using no phone during the dinner time for at least a month. <laughs> That's small I don't know if I can even do that. But so, nice. so specific, measurable, achievable, resource time bound. Great. No phone yep. during dinner for a month. month. I like that. Because I don't want to do like six months or something because yeah. I, if I can keep it, so it, right. I think it will help me with the smaller goal. My wife is studying to become a mental health counselor. She'll graduate in May. And the first thing they ask families is uh, they have like a question. The first question says, how many times did you have dinner with your family this week? Oh, we have it every day. It's just right? a, and then the next question is, without an electronic or teeth. That's, that's a big That's thing. the hard yeah. is the... Uh, and it's like a sub-question. And I was like, and I'm looking at the rest of the questions. I'm like, we're failing all of this. <laughs> that's how they gauge like the real time of doing that. So uh, to be honest, I have tried where I'll put my phone on the charging and then, you know, have try to dinner, have dinner with them. And we start talking about something and then there will be, oh, so what is happening this? And everything is on my phone. like. Anything yeah, like invites, everything like I want to buy something. We do a bunch of friends. We take a basket. Oh, you like, we, like a non basket. We just take that basket, we put everyone's phone in, and, and give it to the lady saying, Hang on. What did we do in the 90s with phone in uh, our hand? I mean, <laughs> so it's a to get to that, right? And it also takes like only discipline, but like I think after a period of time, maybe after 45 minutes or an hour, especially if you're at a restaurant that's busy. Yeah. Like you're getting served for in an hour and a half or two hours. It becomes more and more challenging because they get they get tired like yeah. all, but the intent is for them to talk to their friends too, right? Um or sometimes we even bring cards or something, another activity that they can play that, right? You know, sequence or whatever, like they can play. So so one of the things you guys have to figure out is figure out the do not disturb on your phone, okay? I know it's complicated. It's like deep in the menu and it's fig hard to figure out. Figure out how to work the do not disturb on your phone and put it for the evening or the weekend or whenever you need it. And figure out the one button you can push that will be focus for your phone. Like I need to focus for the next hour and you hit that and it like won't give you notifications for an hour. There's that too, so figure that out for your phone. Um, so, I, I think six months back, this topic came up in, in this class about do not disturb thing. And I did that, so I went completely stopped everything, but after 5 p.m., the notifications from my work won't come up. Oh, that's great. And, yeah. and then we can same thing. And, and it has changed, really. <laughs> uh, really? It helps a lot. Uh, okay, because, you did that? Yeah, I think that after 5 p.m. stop. Oh, Outlook. We can do oh, that. Oh, and Outlook. Yes, Outlook. Uh, the app. Yeah. Outlook and Teams both. I mean. Yeah, Outlook, Teams. So after 5 p.m. on weekdays, I don't get notification. So emails will still come. And then Saturday, Sunday, I don't get any notification. So at least it's not beeping. Now, obviously, I'll still go and look at it from time to time. But if you just create a focus time for that, does it block it out or not? I don't know. I will try that. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I think maybe you and I talked about it. Okay, sure. Right, so if you just create a focus group. Does anybody want to share any goals that they wrote down? You don't have to, but if you would like to, you can. I think we should add another goal here, adults class goal. Adults class goal? So like our service project or our lunch yeah, like thing our, or? Our, our goal as a group. Right? Adults class goal. Okay, so you would like to talk about it? I, I uh, want to do it for the Okay. Do it like a blood drive. Uh, oh, all together? Like everybody? Yeah, like, you know, we can organize it, the blood drive. Oh. So we have one for our neighborhood that's coming up March 2nd. So we'll see how the response is. But I think you have to have minimum 35 donors or something. Mm. But then if, if there's something like that, we can just organize it here. And then I'm sure there are a lot of people here. Someone will. I think we'll have enough crowd for the donation, the blood donation. Yeah, okay. I'll yeah, I'll think about adding a little thing for adults class goals. Um, so let's turn any other success stories, any kind of failure story. Hey, we have room for everybody. You don't have to have a second row there. Um, anybody have a success story or failure story they'd like to share regarding Goal setting in their life. Okay, let's take a look at the back. We know so much about physical hygiene. We don't know nearly enough about mental hygiene and spiritual hygiene doesn't exist until we invented it the other day. So now that we know that we have to have spiritual hygiene, what is spiritual hygiene? Spiritual hygiene is your regimen your daily regimen, weekly regimen, monthly regimen, and yearly regimen of advancing on the spiritual path. You can do many things to advance on the spiritual path. I have some things listed here, some very popular things. The reason some of these are blank is because I want to get you to write in things. and I want to remind you that you don't just have to pick from these things that I have listed. You can write in stuff that you need to write in. So how it works is you take one item from the toolbox that you are interested in and you decide if that's going to be a daily, weekly, monthly, or yearly activity for you. And then if it's daily, you don't have to write anything else. You just have to do it every day. If it's weekly, you write, oh, on Sunday of each week, I'm going to go do this. If it's monthly, you write on the fifth of every month, I'm going to do this. And if it's yearly, you write on this date, I'm going to do this. And what's most important is you, the most important thing is to get it in the right bucket, okay? Because you can't go Jane vegan every day. Mm. You're gonna fail at that, right? But you can pray every day, okay? So the most important thing is to figure out what you're interested in and including filling in the blanks of anything you might want from the toolbox and figure out which bucket it should go in. And that's how you use this. Can you elaborate more on mindfulness? Like how's- Mindfulness, sure. First, you have to know what mindfulness is. You have to learn about it. So you have to read a book or you have to do anything like that. Next, you have to start practicing it. What's the best way to practice it? Well, they're mindfulness exercises. Whatever book you read is going to have mindfulness exercises in it. So maybe monthly on the 12th of each month, you do a mindfulness exercise. And then you set it and then 
you set it up on your phone to remind you that, oh, I have a monthly thing on the 12th of each month. I have to do this mindfulness. And then, you know, you get the thing and you're like, you dismiss it. And then 30 minutes later, you're like, all right, I guess I got to do it. And then you go find the book and then you go look at the exercise and you try the exercise for five minutes. That's what it means for mindfulness. Are you asking for an example of mindfulness? Yeah. I mean, kind of, I guess. Right. So, hey, come on in. There are different exercises we can do. And um, what does anybody have a good mindfulness exercise? Like in our regular day-to-day life, how, how do you... Sure, I'll tell you a good one. How about eating mindfully? Mm-hmm. That is, you already know your phone's supposed to be gone, but you're not supposed to be engaged in conversation with anybody. You're supposed to be focusing on how the food tastes. Mm-hmm. You're focusing on eating, the physical act of eating, how, how those signals go to your brain. That's a mindfulness exercise, mindful eating. Yeah. Were you so here for the apple? The apple? The apple. The apple. It was like one of those meditations yeah. we went through. The different yeah. Yeah. Tell us the story about the apple. Oh, yes. I was here. You were here, right? But, that's yeah. but everybody wants to know. Other people want to know. Tell us the story about the apple. We talked mindfulness. We talked about the physical qualities of the apple before we ate it, right? Then once we took a bite of it, we thought about what we're eating, the taste of it, the focus on it, you know, and, you know, how we chewed it and the, the process of doing that, right? So you were focused on doing that rather than eating something and doing something on your phone and watching TV or whatever. And what did you learn from it? <clears throat> That's hard. <laughs> but you know, it tastes better. <clears throat> It well, tasted better, didn't it? It tasted better. I think that you, you that you know. I feel like when I pick produce, I actually look for proper produce that means something to me. Mm-hmm. I think some people just go and like my kids go and you tell them, "Hey, go get apples." They just take the apples and they just put it in the bag and you know walk away. So like, there's a concept difference going on somewhere. How to pick a good apple? Yeah, you know. And how so, to appreciate where the apple came from? Well, they appreciate it when they eat it, right? They're like, "Oh, dad, this was sweet," or "No, this is sour," or whatever, right? But it's after the fact, right? They could have mm. focused on that from the beginning. So part of that was that, and I think it probably allowed me to eat less too. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was focused, so focused on eating, uh, chewing, and mm-hmm. things like that. So you are aware if you are full or not, rather. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can give one more example of mindfulness, right? And thanks to uh, Jay Shetty, I don't know if any, if any, yep. any of you have heard Jay Shetty, think like a monk, and I give credit to him for this thing. So in my house, my, my wife is a great cook, but I am the guy responsible for the dishes. There was a period of time I used to not like doing that at all. That, that used to be an activity that I used to despise doing. And, but I have to do that. I mean, you know, because I, I, I could not cook. So, then this whole activity of cleaning the vessels, the you know the soap touching the vessels, the water cleaning it, you know just mindfully observing how that whole activity is actually happening, and then I started enjoying that activity instead of hating it. I started liking it. That hey, this whole activity of you know cleaning the dish first, putting soap on it, and then putting water on it, just letting it like visualizing it, seeing it in front of my eyes, kind of made me. Not despise anymore. If I start liking it, doing it, right? So that and it's similar to the apple example. I believe in some sense that you said 
it is the things that we don't like doing that much but if we really observe the changes that we can make with our own hands to me that's mindfulness being more present exactly anybody know why the apple tasted better or why concentrating on doing the dishes allowed it to be an enjoyable experience you focus on it focusing on something else. And right, because the quality of your attention determines yeah. the quality of your life. 100%. And as you're able to control more of your attention, you're able to have a better life. You're able to increase the quality of your life. If you have low attention, it's as if you live your life in a dream, distracted constantly, and you don't experience what life has to offer as deeply as you might. Because the quality of your attention determines the quality of your life. So, and that's what mindfulness does for you. So just to be clear, like, if you try to practice mindfulness more, does it get easier or better? Yes, yeah. It's just like a muscle. It's just like the more you practice it, the better you get at it. Yeah. What, is a, what is physical hardship? Physical hardship is tap, like yoga, or decreasing your geographic range, or taking a vow to only take a certain number of steps per day, or doing, you know, taking a vow to do 100 sit-ups a day. The five samitis? The five samitis are in the book. It, they are the... Uh, the conduct of carefulness that you should follow. That is uh, what you have to be careful about. One is geography, like one is food, uh, different things like that. So let's see if I can find it in the book because today all we're doing is this stuff. Oh, there's no glossary. I keep on forgetting. Oh, yeah, you need a book? Yeah. Sure thing. Thank you. It's all uh, it's actually easier because search and go to that. Oh, there's that version, like you can just it's search PDF, and it's a PDF. Okay. Would you prefer a PDF or a physical? A physical, if you don't mind. Sure, no problem. Yeah. I will bring one for you next week. Thank you. Five summities. Means a, com a committee, right? What summity mean? Carefulness. Carefulness. What you speak, what you eat, probably that kind of thing. Yeah, it might, might be, so yeah, it makes sense that way. Ah, the five samitis Irya Samiti, Basha Samiti, Eshana Samiti, Adna Nikshepsa Samiti, and Utsarga Samiti. That is. Irya Samiti, whenever one has to make movements, one should remember there happen to be living beings everywhere. Basha Samiti, uh, your vocal and oral activities, uh, how you speak, you should utter slowly and only when necessary, avoid harsh and unnecessary speech. Eshna Samiti, meticulously obtaining food and water, uh, you should go for alms, and accept only the food and water that is given to you. 
Uh, Adna Nikshepa Samiti, meticulously placing any objects, don't recklessly pull, push, lift, lay, or otherwise handle objects because that can hurt living beings. And the last one, Utsarga Samiti, disposable, disposal of waste, including excretion and urination. Uh, don't recklessly uh, dispose of your waste. Mm-hmm. It's under the codes of conduct. It's in the third codes of code of conduct. Okay, a good uh, good thing to do is to once you fill this out, take a picture of it and put it on your phone. So you, in case you lose the paper, maybe use it as a wallpaper for you. That way, you'll see it multiple times every day, rather than once on your fridge or once on your closet door. And once again, uh, don't set too many. Just like the goal sheet and don't feel bad if you don't complete it okay that goes against what this is as even if you fill it out and that's all you get to and and i come back in six months and i'm like surprise i'm giving you the gift of time and you're like i didn't work on anything that's okay okay it's okay does anybody have any spiritual hygiene regimen items they want to share Other questions or comments about anything we talked about today? What is the difference between mindfulness and meditation? Meditation is something you do. And mindfulness is a way you live your life. So meditation is is an exercise that you do. You plan to do it. And you say, I'm going to meditate for 30 minutes, and you do it because it's an exercise that you do. Mindfulness is starts out as an exercise, but you're supposed to live your entire life as mindfulness. You can't go your entire life meditating. Because you need to eat, you need to, you know, excrete waste, you need to do these other things. But you can live your entire life mindfulness. Every waking hour, every waking minute, you can be mindful. Other questions? How many people believe they're a soul? Raise your hand. Oh, more than last time. Wow. Something's happening in this class. I like that. That's one of the ones here, believing your soul. Spend spend one day, for example, making decisions as if you're a soul. Even if you don't believe your soul, you don't believe in an afterlife, you don't believe in in Jainism. If you spend a day making decisions as if you were a soul, you'll find that your quality of life improves. So you might as well spend the next day believing your soul. Do we have any, like, tricks how to increase that mindfulness. So right now, let's say if you're distracted too much because of various reasons, might be work, family, kids, day-to-day stuff. How do you how do you increase that mindfulness? Like how do you increase your focus? By performing mindful exercises, such as mindful eating, mindful walking, mindful breathing, mindful, you perform different exercises. And I, I, we have a lot of interest on this topic, so I think that'll be good for next time. I will bring a couple of book recommendations and we can do a couple of exercises. It's been a while since we did that Apple thing. Um, so yeah, we can do that. So uh, 
But my suggestion is to research a book, get the book, and do the exercises in the book. That's how you increase it. There's no trick. It's, yeah. And I think there's this very popular author called Adam Grant. He says this very well, that we typically be, believe that inspiration and motivation creates action, but it's actually exactly the opposite. It's action drives motivation and inspiration, right? And I think mindfulness is all about, to Timir's point, take an action to meditate. Take an action to, like how I did, like enjoying the dishwashing. Take an action to really enjoy the apple, feel it, but that will automatically start driving the mindfulness, is how I, I see it is. Like action will create that instead of thinking, oh, what this is, what action could it take, do it the other way around. Yes, we have a comment from online. Yes, Kirti uncle. Yes. Sure. Yes. Yes, being that's correct. Absolutely. As we all know, our one goal is moksha, and one of the ways to achieve that goal is to set sub-goals. One way to achieve any goal is to set sub-goals. In fact, it's a very good way to achieve goals because sub-goals are easier to achieve. So yes, very good points. Right. No, uh, we should set a time limit on our goals because otherwise we won't achieve them. It's okay to extend the time limit. It's okay to, if, if it'll take too long, have goals, sub-goals with shorter time limits. But we should set time limits on our goals because otherwise we'll always put it off until tomorrow. It can always have more time tomorrow. <laughs> Right. Sure. Sure, absolutely. Oh, no problem. Other questions or comments? Okay. You didn't write anything down. Do you not believe in this or? Uh, 
Oh, you yeah. didn't. You, you kind of just doodled on the first side, and then you it did it on the second like side. So that, but this is the time to think. Like this is the time to write it down. So I just want to make sure you're not unhappy with it. Okay. It's it's hard sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. I just want to make sure. Um, if anybody thinks it's a joke, then you know it's uh, it's think about. Well, when was the last time you accomplished a goal? Right. Probably it's been a while. So this is actually the only way that me and you can do it. Kids can do it. They don't have a lot of distractions. You know, kids are very used to accomplishing goals. Uh, this is the only way we can do it as busy people is to is to write them down. So kids have us to keep pushing them, right? <laughs> yeah. We don't get that. Like we don't have that many people to hold us yeah. accountable, right? And think about the goals that you're accomplishing for other people. You know, you're always making your boss money. You know, you're always when you're taking out the trash. Are you accomplishing your goal? No, it's something that is part of the the world's plan to enslave you, to enslave your brain and enslave your attention, right? When you fix, when you take your, when you do the oil change in your car, are you accomplishing your goal? You're not, right? Uh, but it's something you have to do, which is why you have to have these, because you have to make sure that these get into your daily, weekly, monthly, yearly routine, right? Yes, by the way, this whole believe you're a soul, that is so powerful that I was listening to people like Elon Musk are also big believers of this. Like some of the things that they believe in, they, they say they, slowly as because of this class, I'm getting into this whole mode of how much of that all relates to what is written in your books, really. And the, the other day I was listening to his podcast. It's a Lex Friedman podcast. It's a very, I will highly recommend it. And Elon Musk was exactly talking about this concept of being a soul and he's talking about the whole notion of what is a thought, right? Like, is it just one atom colliding against another atom in the brain? Like, what is it? Like, like, then he's talking about artificial intelligence, for example, right? And like, AI is still not being able to get to that. Like, what is a thought? You know, what is anger? What is love? What is uh, love for your spouse versus love for your kids? Like, what, what is that? AI can never differentiate between that kind of thought, at least as of now, right? And it's like nobody's been able to figure that out, like what that is. And what do you think that is? It's actually a soul over there, right? So that's why he's like, AI will never be able to come to where human is at this point, where science stands right now, for example, right? So right. Being, being a soul is, you know, is something that it's not only something that we discuss in this class, it's very intellectual, highly recognized people in this planet believe in that too. Could you put that link of that podcast up? Yeah, yeah absolutely. Well, if anyone else has any good ones, I feel yeah, like I will. I'm always listening to the same thing over and over, so I'll show you something different. Yeah, absolutely, I will. Well, we learned how long a minute was about two weeks ago, so you still got 15 of them left to think about your life. You guys are all ready to go. Nobody's writing anything. You put your pens down. You still got to think about your life for 15 minutes. This is a gift I'm giving you. I'm making you do this. <laughs> when was the last time you thought about your life? Give me an update on the lunch. Sure. Uh, so I'm still awaiting the final expenses from the kitchen committee. Once we have that, I will uh, that in the split wise. Uh, we could either settle directly. I know uh, some of us have tried to settle, but uh, we could either do through Splitwise or Zell is also okay, but 
let us, I mean, once you've done that, uh, we can then see how how much is the outstanding. Okay, sure thing. I think we, we were waiting for the total, right? Yeah, we are waiting. Just yes, no, hold up. Why are we waiting for the total? That seems okay. like we shouldn't be waiting. <laughs> we asked the ready to purchase the Oh, okay. They said yes, and then at the last minute they said, we didn't buy these products. We just bought the products. I, I am handling mm -hmm. just the products that they requested us to buy. Ah, I see. All the produce and everything else they had already procured. Mm -hmm. yeah. Sanjeeva is actually out. So uh, he's okay. out of town, and he, he procured the, the, the produce. So we're waiting for them to tell us. He, he, was, he was back yesterday. I, I didn't. I didn't see him, but he wasn't there this whole week. So, okay. so maybe he's back now. Yeah, it takes them to turn around a little bit. Like in October, when he, my he, wife and I did it, it, it took them almost a month to tell us what the final expenses were. They also probably procured lots of produce and oh, stuff like that. Yeah, the so he's probably trying to bifurcate that to first. That's probably the real challenge. But I haven't spoken to him. Yeah. They just said, hey, we'll come back to you. You have credit with them. Don't worry. Plus, they also have like you know they uh, pay the the people who help yeah. uh, in the kitchen. One, one thing right. they did mention. They did mention. I know it's not a big thing, but although we're trying to use split lines, if we agreed, let's say the number was I'm just thinking, uh, so it's like bucks, right? If you <laughs> gave it to the temple, you get that tax receipt. If we just splitwise it, you don't get anything. So I think that was one of their. Well, you tell us how you yeah. prefer to receive the money. I think everybody yeah, is open I'll, to that. I'll put it in the group. Just wait for. Let's just get the final number. Then yeah. Easy. Yeah. Oh, you can uh, do tax. You can claim tax benefits for this. Yeah. So if you give a donation to the temple, which that would be, if you give a check, they will give you a receipt for the check, which is tax deductible. Oh, I did not know that. And so yeah. because of that, that's kind of like, you know, a lot of time. It's not a big number, so like, yeah, exactly. I understand just making what, what they're telling you. Yeah. But, but if you ever do a, like a full sponsorship, like and it's like $2,000 or whatever the number is, yeah, you can actually write a check to the temple. They'll produce, they'll get all the stuff. So check, but what if you sell them the money? That, that's still the, the same, same thing, thing, right? Same, same thing, thing, right? Yeah. 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 Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You can pay via cash. They still issue this. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Yeah, you can be, as long as you pay them for documentation. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Other questions or comments about anything we talked about today? Anybody want to share a goal or a success story or a fail story? Go ahead. About a year ago when we did this, I had meditation on there. I did it for a month. A month? Great. But didn't see enough benefits. I think I fell off there. I was right. really putting it back on there. Right. <laughs> didn't see enough benefits. It's benefit. a fail. <laughs> yeah. So that's a, a great thing because we want to see. It's like you want to see. It's like working out, you, right? You, like when you start to see results, mm -hmm. then you start working yeah. out more, right? So yeah, for meditation. Uh, who wants to help you? With meditation, have you have you done meditation? What has it done for you? How has it changed your life? What should he expect? I want to do meditation regularly, which I'm really struggling. Right. Uh, did you use an app? Yeah. I, I, I did. It was like at nine p.m. every night. Right. I did it for like maybe not a month because I did it like on weekends. I didn't do it. Like on weekdays. 
I, I did a kind of meditation where it in, uh, included all my six senses uh -huh. and like did it for like a month or so. It was really powerful. Initially, I just, within two days, I felt a different experience while sitting there for, I think, five minutes right. itself. Yeah. But later, I don't know, the distraction yeah, started coming in. Yeah. But the first time, two days, I was like so surprised that I can really get that into me. But later, things just started falling apart. And, yeah. and within a month, I could not continue it more. And I don't know, that's where I want to just... So the first thing is, for both of you, that's a totally normal experience, okay? It's not any kind of failing with you. That was inevitable as you start. Everybody starts like that, where you kind of do it, and then you fall off. And then you kind of do it, and then you fall off. So, so don't beat yourself up for that. One thing I would like for you to try is to do this breath exercise where you focus on your breath and you monitor your thoughts. And you realize that you can let a thought go. And you notice when you become distracted, when you become enslaved by a chain of thoughts, and then you bring yourself back to your breath, and you just wonder, why did I have that? And then you, instead of focusing on your breath, you purposefully retrace that train and see where it came from, okay? And then, and so keep on wondering where your thoughts come from, and then as you let them go, because you focus on your breath, then you'll start to create a space and you'll start to realize that your awareness is different from thought. And that will be the very first, very uh, most powerful revelation that you can have that will propel you on the journey to make you not want to fall off later because you'll start experiencing things differently. Uh, specifically, you'll start laughing at yourself because you thought of the same thing again. And you're like, why do I keep on thinking of that? And you like, let it go. And then you're laughing at yourself because this one childhood memory keeps on popping itself up. And then you start to wonder why. And then now you know why. And then you have, find yourself, you have, find yourself having this superpower of letting thoughts go. Because you know how many applications there are to letting thoughts go? You can let bad thoughts go. You can let destructive thoughts go. You can let distracting thoughts go. Your focus will be better. If you have the ability to let a thought go and have control over your thoughts, you'll start to realize some of the things we've been talking about, about cages and illusions and enslavements and why life is, is an illusion and things like that, things that don't even make sense will start to make sense to you. So the very first thing I would try to have you do is to look up and look out on exercises about how to figure out that your awareness is different from your thoughts. I think that would be a great start. I think, I think so. if you use that headspace, I think you, you recommended that app, yeah. headspace. Mm -hmm. So they actually allow, like they do it multiple times a day. Five minutes is very, <laughs> you know, that, that was my, <laughs> seconds like a minute things and you do it multiple times a day and you have a better i had better luck doing that than trying to, we tried to do this jay said thing mm -hmm. i don't know my kids loved it my wife loved it his voice made me just fall <laughs> I, I, I i don't know movie theater room and i was like passed we did it for like five days i was like passed out each time 
You can press. But that is what, that is meditation. Sleep. Yeah. So there is actually, so there is another app. Talking about apps, I don't want to basically blast everybody. Bunch of apps you are talking about, but the art of living from mm-hmm. Sri Ravi Shankar. It has amazing, and his voice has, to me at least personally, I feel is amazing. And there's special meditation that knocks me out. It's called. It's literally called Yoga Nidra. And every night I did that, but now I don't have that app anymore because I don't need it. I'm, I can just do it. I just I have that his voice in my brain now. And every night going to sleep, I do the yoga nidra and it knocks me out in literally two minutes. Good sleep. sleep. Yes, like I it knocks me out and I have eight hours of nice sleep whenever I do that. <laughs> We can try that next year. Actually, it's a good idea. I think that uh, every time I go on vacation, I try to figure out like the best scene of that vacation. I be sitting on the beach and whatever. And when I try to focus, I just try to go there. Like as a picture, like keep trying to, even though like I know like. I gotta go pick up my daughter at this time and do this. <laughs> like that part of that list is there, but I can try to reshift that because breathing helps. But I think, like for me, my internal thought has to focus on something mm. as well. Like picture, I don't know, imagine or picture wise, you know, is the right. Yeah. I don't know how to say that properly. Visualization. Yeah, yeah. visualization. There. Thank you so much for your time this week. I really appreciate that. Thank you. Very good exercise, actually. Thank you.